Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Hey, everybody. It's Diane here at Someone Gets Me, and I have Jason Forrest with me. He is a leader in the consulting, sales, personal development industry like no other, and he's coming to us from Texas to help us with how to overcome overwhelm and mental limitations. Because one of the things he's known for is helping people drop those limitations instead of buying into the limitations that are taught just about everywhere else. So Jason so graciously is giving us his time and his expertise to help us get out of overwhelm and undo limitations. So welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. And I really love this topic about limitations, especially mentally, because I do a lot of that work myself. And I notice it how sometimes those little voices chatter in our heads and maybe we don't even want them to be there. So let's start a little bit with how did you get excited about this kind of topic of, of challenging those mental limitations? Like give us a little backstory of Jason and how you got here. Yeah. So, so, I mean, very quickly, um, you know, I've always been in the personal development space. Uh, my gr- growing up, I, I was very fortunate that my both my parents were very into personal development. Uh, some of the legends of Earl Nightingale and Zig Ziglar and and uh, Silva Mind Control, and so I was always into all that stuff and kind of around it. And and I was very fortunate that I had parents that were that that uh, you know supported me and, and used those philosophies on me to make my life better. And so as I you know, became successful in my own, my own life. You know, I, I just was really struggling on, on, you know, it seems very easy to be successful and it seems very easy to be rich and it seems very easy to accomplish your goals in life. And, and so I just really struggled with why is it not easy for everyone and what's, what's stopping people from it, people achieving what they want in life. And so I just became very kind of focused on that and, and, uh, and so that really led to who we are today. You know, the, the Forest Performance Group is specifically in the sales area, but you know, every, everything that we teach can be applied to anything in life. It can be applied to a leader that's not accomplishing their goals, or a parent, or I mean, that's the that's the number one compliment that we get from from our our uh, our clients is that what they learned from us uh, taught them how to be a better mother or friend or coworker, even though we were teaching them how to get unstuck when it came to some sort of selling philosophy. And that's really powerful because it's transferable everywhere in our lives, you know, and, and for somebody to have that aha, that yes, it, it's, it's a universal truth. It's, and where we apply it can be individual. So how, what would you say is the number one thing that gets people stuck? Like, how do they get stuck? Like, I hear you, you know, people make it look like success is all easy and it's all easy, but it's not easy for everybody. So what have you determined or what do you see the most of what gets people stuck? Well, so I I think the reason why people procrastinate is a few things. So number one is people are not clear on not just their goal, 
but what is their outcome? Mm -hmm. So goals and outcomes, I think are very different. So a goal might be, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, buy a new house. Okay. Well, what's the outcome? What are you trying to accomplish with that new house? Well, what I'm trying to accomplish with that new house is I want a more kind of stable environment for my family. Okay. So one, we got to figure out what the goal is. Number two, we got to figure out what the outcome is. Number three is we have to understand the why. So the why must be greater than the sacrifice. So, so then there's some clarifying questions on, okay, well, well tell me what's important to you about, about creating a stable environment for your family. And, and, you know, what's, how would having that stable environment for your family improve your life? And what would that mean, mean for you when it comes to other goals that you're trying to accomplish? Like, what does it really mean? What's, it, right. what's the real purpose behind it? So that's the why. So number three is the why. Right. Um, number four is people aren't clear on the how. So the how, I mean, the how is, okay, so what's your next step? What's your next step on accomplishing your goal? And I think people aren't clear. I think it's important for people to kind of chunk down uh, their, 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 goal, their kind of action steps. And then number five is, is what is really just asking the question of, well, what stops you? Like what specific leashes, I call them leashes. And so a leash is any sort of story, self-image, reluctance, or rule that prevents you from taking action. But people don't have a leash until they, until they have an, a goal and they can't create an action uh, unless they have a goal and they definitely won't have a leash unless they're clear on the action. So there's, they all, they're all connected, connected to it. Right. And I hear from a lot of my clients, it's something that you kind of mentioned in the middle of that. And that is a whole part about chunking it down that I see a lot of people procrastinate and get overwhelmed and then all this stuff just jumps in because they get too big too quick without realizing what's the next right thing to do. What's the next right thing to do? And they just see this big picture because I work with visionaries. And so they're way out there. And really the question is, well, what's next? And, and how are we going to get there? So when you run into somebody or you're working with somebody that has that kind of, um, they're almost shut down because there's just too much going on. They're either overwhelmed or they're, or they're overly fearful what are some concrete things you would suggest for them to do to help kind of start to chunk things down? Sure. So, I mean, really a a practice like this would be very helpful. So, um, you know, so let's just, let's just role play. So Diane, tell me, tell me, just be vulnerable with us right now. So tell me a problem or a frustration that you're currently having right now. Well, the biggest frustration I have is I just moved and there's all these boxes I have to unpack and I'm still running my business and have a life and I keep looking at boxes and I don't want to look at boxes anymore. That's my biggest issue. So when thinking about this, these boxes and having to unpack, how does that make you feel? Sometimes excited and sometimes kind of overwhelmed, like which box to start with and which room to start with. And so then when I get to that overwhelmed spot, I just don't do anything. I do something else. I work or write a book or something. I understand. So in, in feeling the excitement and also overwhelmness, how do you want to feel instead? 
about, about unpacking. I want to feel joyful and peaceful, and I want to have a flow all around me instead of this boxy stuff. Perfect. So I want you to feel into joyful and peace. And while feeling into joyful and peace, tell me an action step that you can take to move towards joyful and peace. Just one, one, one little step. Well, what popped in my head first is unpacking one box per day. Like just do one thing per day. Don't try to do all the boxes in one day or all the boxes in two days. Just take this one thing and clear that part out. Perfect. So now I want you to continue feeling into joyful and peace. Mm -hmm. And while feeling into joyful and peace, tell me another action step, just a small action step, something little that you can take to move towards feeling joyful and peace. I could focus on the joyful and peace like that. It, I can have joy and peace in the midst of the unpacking. I don't have to wait till it's the goal till, you know, I'm telling there already. Good. So let's do one more. Okay. So, so go back to the original feeling that you want to have. Okay. So feeling joyful and peace as it relates to unpacking. Mm -hmm. And while feeling joyful and peace, tell me another action step that you can, you can move towards joyful and peace. I can plant some plants in my garden and spend time outside because I have outside space that I want to make more beautiful and move into. And I can take time out there for my grounding and my, with my plants. Perfect. So it sounds like, it sounds like, you know, you've got, you got three action steps that I wrote down to move towards joyful and peace. And that's uh, unboxing one one box per day to really find a way to kind of embody and be in the feeling of joyful and peace while unboxing, which I think we could explore even more. Like what, what are other things in your life that bring you joyful and peace? And then how can you merge that into the experience of unboxing? Maybe it's music and dancing, being free and feminine. And number three is to, is to, to work on um, planting your garden because it sounds like that brings you a lot of joyful and peace. And you said also grounding that can couple into it as well. Right. I love my plants. Perfect. So Diane, that's, that's, so how does that, that was a simple, that was a simple process. It was very quick. Right. That was very simple. So if, so what I'm curious about is, and, and I just had this conversation with a friend of mine. So I was so happy that I was interviewing you today because we were talking about how the whole personal development industry, especially for us entrepreneurs and like, you know, sales and marketing and running your business and, and all of that space is um, really not geared toward self-care as much as we would like it to be sometimes. And, and there's all of these kind of harsh misnomers out there. And when I speak to you and I look at your content and I look at what you do, it seems to be much more like internal and personal that then radiates out. And as kind of like we get free from our own stuff. And so then it radiates out. So when somebody's stuck kind of in that, I want to call it kind of like they're being mean to themselves. Like they're being really harsh, like that human doing instead of human being kind of mentality. What would you say to somebody who's kind of going, man, I'm just really being too hard on myself. And how could they start to turn the ship to be a little bit more on point a little bit more generous with themselves, a little bit more self-care and, and understand that they're more of a human than a machine. Great question. Okay. So 
I'm, I'll, I mean, I don't know. This is this. I'm sure there are other people would have a different opinion than what I would have here. So, but here's my philosophy. Number one is I, I don't, from a neuro linguistic programming perspective. So that's one of my big backgrounds. Um, my wife and I have over a thousand hours master, master practitioner and NLP. So one of the NLP presuppositions, which is one of my models of the world, is that there's no such thing as an inner enemy. Okay, right. So I've that's studied different... neurosemantics a lot. So yeah, I'm with so you on this. So I'm going to go from that perspective. So from that okay. model of the world, no such thing as an inner enemy. The second belief system or, or is that that um, behind every behavior is a positive intention. Yes. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is that I'm doing the best I can with the resources I have. Mm-hmm. Number four is positive change always comes from adding more resources. Yes. So I'm literally just at, I'm just literally like reciting from memory the NLP presuppositions right now. So, right, right. So, so I think from that model of the world, you know, the first thing I would do from a introspective perspective is to say, you know what, I'm not being hard on myself. The question is, what's my positive intention behind this? Yes. Yeah. What what's the what's what's the learning behind this? What am I trying to, you know, what am I what's the what's good about this? So like here's another. Um, like here's another practice. Let me just, I mean, let's just keep going. So, so Diane, um, share with me, share with me something that, that, that you might be dealing with right now where you would consider yourself, you would consider maybe being hard on yourself. Um, thinking that everything should just still be on the same pace, even though I just moved, like I've given myself very little transition time. Got it. So everything should be on the same, you said the same page. The same pace as I was pace. doing before the move, kind of like, oh, it, you know, so it doesn't matter that you're unpacking and you have to figure out where everything is. Just keep on going and keep performing at that same rhythm without any transition time. Like us gifted people, we do that. It's like transitions are tricky, so we just compress it. And that's where I have to really watch my expectations of myself because I'll say, okay, well, we should do like five interviews and do this and do that when really maybe it's more beneficial to say, hold on a minute. Let's slow that down for a couple of weeks and then see how the new space feels and, and get and kind of live in it to then have it emerge the way I want. Got it. Okay. So let's stay with that for a second. So right now we're going to feel into this kind of belief system, the statement that, you know, you really want everything to get back to the same pace as it was before the move. And, and while feeling into, I want everything to get back on the same pace before the move. Tell me something that's bad about that. There really isn't anything bad about that. It's actually quite exciting. Well, there could be though. So what could be something that's bad about that? Well, I I don't really identify with it, but possibly it could be that there's a better pace waiting for me. That if I'm open to new possibilities in the new space, there might be a different way or a new way that's even more fulfilling and more joyful if I would allow the space for it versus right. just go right on the old way and, and pretend like that's the highest iteration. Cause I, I don't think it is. Good. Good. So let's go back to the original, the original thought that you had of, you know, you really want to get back on the same pace before the move and, and feeling into that thought, tell me something that's good about that, about that belief, about that thought, that goal. That I'm a servant leader and I love serving and it brings me joy. Like that's my whole purpose in life. And so when I get to be in that flow and in that space, it's the ultimate high. 
for me. It's like, there's nothing, there's nothing that brings me more joy than that. So it's like, how much downtime? I really don't want a lot of downtime. I want to be out there doing and, and serving and being in a, in a powerful manner. So that is always top, top of my list. Good. Good. So go back to the, the original problem that you had of, of getting back on the same page before the move. And tell me if there's something hidden, suppressed, or buried about that. Well, probably, probably a little bit is that if I actually objectively look at the pace before I moved, it wasn't totally satisfying. That it's almost like a euphoric recall. I want to be on that pace because it was good because no pace isn't great. But what if the new situation is much better? And so the, that then I just go to that, like, okay, well, we're creating something even cooler because I'm not so sure the old pace was as wonderful and fulfilling as I will feel moving forward. Good. Okay. So let's take that new element that you just responded to. And that is, you know, what if the new situation, the new pace is much better. Mm-hmm. So feel into that and tell me something bad about it. Um, I can't identify anything bad about it right this moment. It could be. It could be, there could be something, but right now when I, when I feel into that, I feel a lot of excitement. I feel thrill okay. actually. Thrill okay. would be the word. Okay. And when you feel into this statement of, you know, the new situation could be way much better. Tell me something good about that. That I've opened myself up to tons of possibilities and putting myself in a totally different environment that's geeky and artistic and creative will just open up channels in me that were kind of suppressed before that I probably don't even have awareness of yet. Good. 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 Okay. One last one. If you feel back into what you had said for a second ago, and that is, you know, what if this new situation is much better? Is there anything hidden, buried, or suppressed about that? That I'm an introvert. And so sometimes I wonder if it's a little tricky, like, okay, you're an introvert. So you're going to go out there and meet all these new people and do all these things. (laughs) But then I'm an introvert, you know, like I go back and forth, got a really excited but I don't know if my introvert self is going to stop me. No, probably not. But it's like, I have that going on sometimes. <laughs> Got it. Good. Okay. So there you go. So that's, that's another process, right? Of um, another process that I was trying to take you through of starting with, you know, some sort of kind of an inner conflict that you have right now. And then just taking through kind of this journey of, you know, what's good about that? What's bad about that? You know, what's arising in that? you know, what's hidden, buried or suppressed with that. And then, right. and then through that journey of figuring that out, okay, let's, okay, well, what now, new thing is arising. So what's good about that? What's bad about that? And then kind of going through, you know, that process. But I mean, the original question you have is, you know, when it comes to self-work, I think, I just think the answer needs to be, people need to realize there's no such thing as an inner enemy and there's something that's arising in them and I think the question is, you know, what's causing it to, to arise and what, what is, you know, what is my instinct saying out of this? What's my soul saying out of this and what's good about this? What can I learn from this? What's, what's coming from this? 
right? So like what's trying to emerge often, and it's at least in my belief system that has a lot of neurosemantics in it is that, that what's trying to emerge is something beautiful, even if we don't really know what it is. It's something higher consciousness, something beautiful is trying to emerge. So we need to give ourselves a chance to say yes to that and see what it might be and let our curiosity help us out here. That's kind of how I look at it. Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like, it's listening to our heart versus our head, you know? Yes. Yes. Our heart and our gut versus our head. Let the head be the great supporting actor, but it does not get to drive the bus because when it drives the bus, we drive off cliffs. It's not pretty. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I always have the image of, of some old, like, hippie bus with the flowers painted all over it and stuff. And it keeps going in the ditch. If you give the, the, your intellect, the, the wheel. So it gets to sit in the backseat, watching DVDs while the heart and the soul drive and navigate. And it works out much better that way. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you like to do for fun. I mean, what's interesting is I really do I know that sounds nuts, but I mean, I personally am one of the fortunate ones that, I mean, I like, I like going to conferences and learning new things and, you know, that's, that is kind of fun for me. I'm not, I don't, I think golf is, a, I think, I think people play golf for two reasons. Number one is because they don't have enough important stuff to do in their life. Or number two is they're trying to get away from their wife. I think those are the two reasons. Um, so I don't play golf because I like my wife, I love my wife and have a lot of important things to do, do in my life. So, um, so I, so I mean, as far as that, I mean, the, you know, the, besides that, I would say just spend time with family and three, we have three kids and, uh, my wife, uh, is also the president of the company. And so we're pretty 24 seven together. So That's we beautiful. Yeah. How old are your kids? Oh gosh. 13, 11 and 10. Ooh, those are great ages. They are great ages. Yes. They're finally somewhat self-sufficient, right. which is great. <laughs> and you're, you and your wife are going, yes. Yes. They're finally self, somewhat self-sufficient, mostly self-sufficient. So being a husband and a dad and having three kids and a very successful business, how do you decompress? How do you take care of the stress in your world? What do you do to get the stress out of your system? Uh, well, I do like working out uh, a lot. Um so I think the working out helps right now, Mary and I are on this 75 day challenge uh-huh. that you probably see all over Instagram. So, right. you know, I don't know. It's so funny because people, people, uh, you know, they, 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 it's so funny how they get leashed on things like, well, that's just a fad. Why would you do that? I'm like, it's still effective. I mean, it's still just something to do. It's something you might need to, you always have need to have reason to, to be healthy, you know? So maybe it's a fad, maybe I do it 25 days, but Hey, it's, I'm doing it. Right. So so we're doing that, you know, and, and that's helpful. I mean, I think they, one of the practices we have now is we do two 45 minute kind of workouts. Well, one of them is just a walk at the end of every day. And so that's been great just to kind of walk and decompress in every day. We usually after dinner. Um, and then, um, and then I also process myself. I think, I think one of the mistakes that a lot of um, psychologists or coaches, uh, life improvement coaches, whatever we call ourselves these days, but uh, I, I don't think they process themselves enough. Mm, yeah. And so I do a lot of self-processing. I try to, I try to, uh, my goal is to process myself every day, one process a day. So, so something like, for example, what I just took you through, like those are, those are two right. different versions of processes, but just to even do that on my own self, you know? Right. When I took my neurosemantic training, 
And that's what was one of the things that we all did is do one process with yourself every day, yep. do something to keep growing. And, and I'm, I'm a geek for learning too. Like if there's a conference to go to or something for me to go learn, I, I'm the first one there signing up to go learn whatever it is. Even if I already know the topic, there will be something, there will be that nugget that will do an additional aha. And so I think open-mindedness is real important. It is. Yeah, just, just having that, that learner's, I think that learner's mind, you know, is so important. I think we, again, I talk about this in my latest book is called The Mindset of a Sales Warrior. And it's where I go into these mental strategies that people have, the, 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 the mental leashes, the self-image stories, reluctances, and rules. And, and, and I think it's important to let go of sometimes your limiting beliefs or rules that people have. And so that, that's a big thing that I think is important, you know? So like, for example, like here's a good exercise people could do right now is um, the quality of your life is equal to the amount of rules that you have. So just download right now, like get on Google and just Google wheel of life, right? So you, mm-hmm. there's plenty of little free PDFs on wheel of life and go through and shade in the areas of your happiness, you know, when it comes to health and family and financials and all the different things, right? Faith, and then once you look at the shading in, obviously the bigger the shade, the more happier you are. Well, then ask yourself in each area on a scale of one to 10, how many rules do you have in each area? Mm-hmm. So for example, like list out, like I know I'm healthy when, I know I'm attractive when, I know God loves me when, you know, I know, I know um, my wife loves me when, my kids love me when, I know I'm successful at work when. So list out all the rules. And I guarantee you the area that you are most happy in is the area you have the least amount of rules. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a good place for everyone to start. Let's figure that out <laughs> and, then, right. and then go, well, that's an interesting discovery. And then what, what, what's caused me to have all these rules in this one area? Like someone might, you know, when it comes to their, when it comes to their health, you know, they, they, uh, they might have very little rules, but then when it comes to their religion, you know, you say, well, how do I know God loves me? And they've got like a thousand different ways that they have to do before they, before they prove themselves that God loves me. Well, you're not very happy in, when it comes to your faith. Well, right. Cause you have, you have all these rules that you probably picked up along the way. You don't even realize you have that are just kind of operating that are holding you back because really we're meant to keep expanding and emerging and growing. And we can't grow if we have all these tethers, you call them leashes. I call them tethers. Same thing, right? Can't have that happen. It doesn't work that way we're supposed to be more free and more focused on involving and evolving. Love that. So what's your most memorable food you've ever eaten? That is a weird question. <laughs> we should come up with that one. Uh, my, my most memorable food. Memorable now. It doesn't have to be good or bad. It can be memorable for any reason. Just, when you think about all the food that you've eaten and your, all your travels and all that your experiences. I mean, something that's coming up right now is Mary and I went to Paris a few years ago uh-huh. um, and we went and it was more of an experience, but we had, we went to this restaurant that um, there was like a DJ that was playing like during the, during the eating experience, you couldn't even hear yourself everyone's just like table dancing, looking, looking at each other while you're eating. 
So you cannot hear, you cannot hear, you cannot have a conversation it's so loud, but you're just eating amazing food and just table dancing and looking at each other. <laughs> All right. Like you can't forget that one. No. So that was memorable. I don't remember what, I don't remember what the food, I mean, the food was great. I remember the food being great. I just don't remember anything about it, <laughs> but it was good. You remember but it was good part. enough to remember it was, it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love all the different experiences because I interview people who've traveled all over the world and have all these different things. So I, I typically ask that question every well frequently because I'm like, we all have these our different autobiographies and things we sort for of what, what we're going to remember, what we're not going to remember and those kinds of things. So I want to remind you, if you're listening to what Jason's talking about and you're resonating with him to check the show notes because you can follow him and find him there. It's easy to find him if you Google search him because he is well known. And his book, though it's targeted for salespeople, as you heard in the beginning of this interview, applies to any life area. So I make a habit of reading these kinds of cool books, even if it's not like I'm not looking to do more sales, but I am looking to keep growing. So be open-minded and check out the information that you're hearing about because there's a lot of value in it. We'll, there's no way we could cover all of Jason's expertise and value in this one interview. I'd, ha I'd have to hold them hostage for a week. You know, it wouldn't work any longer. So I have a couple more questions for you and they're kind of personal and they're kind of business related because I really love for people who are listening to know that, that it, there is hope to get unstuck. So if somebody's listening to you and they're going, man, I wish I could get where he is. Like, how do you... I want to I want to do something, but they they're really like lost on step one. What would step one be to get unstuck for just the person who's like sitting there kind of almost in a malaise about it? Like, you know, COVID's here. There's this obstacle, that obstacle. And they're probably saying all this stuff to themselves and they're feeling kind of stuck because I keep getting emails about that from listeners. Like, how do I kind of get even the first little tiny bit of momentum going? And so what would be something that you might suggest for them to say, hey, give this a shot? Um, I, I think if I was, okay, so I'm going to go two different directions. I would say sure. um, one thing to do would be, you know, what stops you from taking action? And I, I think that's one. And I really think you should go through the procrastination model that I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast when it came to, you know, what is your goal? What is your outcome? What is your, your why? What is just one step you can take towards that. And then what's stopping you from doing that? So I think those are all kind of important questions people should be answering. Um, but if people are really serious about it, I think it's totally worth the investment just to go, to go immediately like call a coach. Yeah. Call just, somebody who aligns with you. And I think, yeah. I think that I like the combination answer. Go back to the beginning of the podcast or replay what you just heard. Ask yourself those questions. What's the goal? What's the outcome? What's going on? And be honest with yourself. You got to have some kind of honesty, self-honesty to increase your awareness. But I'll tell you right now, guys, I, I, I mean, everyone who's listening, I'll be real clear. I spend, I don't know, 30% of my annual income on personal development every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I, when I first got into this business, this was back 15 years ago. I made $100,000 that year and I spent $100,000 on a speaking coach. His name was Steve Siebold and he taught me how to be a million dollar professional speaker. And so how you're thinking, well, how did you make a make a hundred and then spend a hundred? Well, I got a loan, but I'm just, I'm just saying that year I, I spent a hundred percent of my annual income on personal development because that's how important it was for me. Right. That's how important it was. 
And so, but I would say now I probably average about 30% of my income, you know, and that's, and that's my income going up every year. So that means that I'm spending even more money. I mean, last year, last year, Mary and I spent, uh, I know this is going to sound nuts. Last year, we spent $250,000 on personal development last year. That's not, that's not my business paying for that. That was, that was me out of my own pocket paying for Mary and I to go through a 12 month immersion program, you know, and so my point is you don't need to pay that much. Just pay what you can pay and find a coach that you can afford at your current level. But just that level of accountability is so critical. Right. Accountability and somebody who's walking the path with you. Because sometimes I think people get in that trap of, I have to do it alone. I have to get out of this myself. I can figure it out myself to which I say, you wouldn't be asking the question now, if you could figure it out yourself, (laughs) you can't read a label from inside the jar. You have got to have another human being engaged with you on some level to support the growth, whatever that is, wherever we all, all are starting. So if you're stuck, find somebody that can help you get unstuck. You can contact Jason. You can contact me through this podcast, or you can contact lots of different people out there. There's a plethora of support and help. You have to raise your hand and ask. You have to ask because otherwise people don't know that's something that you need. So I'm going to put links to everything in the show notes. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about today that I did not ask you about before I ask you our final question of the day? Well, I mean, definitely please, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I always, and whenever, whenever you connect with me, send me a quick note that you heard me on this podcast because I I always like to know where the connections come from. Um, so one, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn. I'm always sending out kind of crazy stuff on my com- on my uh, LinkedIn feed. I, I use my LinkedIn feed as like uh, like what you know people did before me use blogs for. So I don't really blog, but I, I do have my, my random thoughts and new ideas on link- my LinkedIn feed. So that's definitely a place to connect with me. And then of course, go to fpg.com and... Um, and subscribe to our stuff, you know, definitely love to love to hear from you. Right. So we'll put all those links in the show notes, but that's an open invitation to continue your growth and development and get unstuck from somebody who lives it himself. So if you're not sure where to start, subscribe to those things and start following both of us and you'll start learning. That's the way I see it anyway. So your final question, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> This is so fun. I'm so glad you're doing this. We're going to create a billboard that the entire world is going to see with your quote on it. What is on that billboard? I mean, what's what's sad is it's not my quote, but the quote that I I like a lot is that's coming up for some reason is, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I've heard that one so many times, but I, I use that quote. That applies to so many things. You know, when you change the way you look at marriages, marriage change, you change the way you look at parenting, you change the way you look at selling, change the way you look at personal development, coaching, accountability, you've, whatever, whatever thing that you're struggling with, you've got some sort of charge around. If you can change the way you look at it, then what you look at will change. And I think that's you know, I think Wayne Dyer is one that made that quote really popular, but um, I think that's an important one. That is a huge one. Very good. I like that one. And it's so very true. And it goes exactly what we're talking about, about getting outside of that overwhelm and limitations and procrastination and, and freeing ourselves from the bondage of things that a lot of people don't even realize they're in bondage to. They're just living in all those rules and all those things that 
they haven't really examined. So I want to thank you for being on the show with me today. What a blast. And I really appreciate you taking the time and offering some really valuable things for all the listeners. And it was fun role-playing with you. In fact, it's funny because right as you suggested it, I thought I should get him to role-play with me. That would be really fun. And then he said, let's role-play. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, that's the easiest way to demonstrate. We did, you know, instead of just teaching it, I might as well just demonstrate it. Right. right? I know it's perfect. And, and, and so I just love how the synchronicities all work out in our favor. So again, Jason, thank you for being on the show. And um, thanks. Thank you. Remember, everybody, put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star and you're here on purpose with a purpose. So go out there and let your light shine. And until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.